welcome to Two Worlds Collide, a podcast brought to you by Coach B and Coach Needs, where we talk about anything and everything health, nutrition, mindset, body, and fitness. We won't always agree on things, but we're here to bring you different perspectives so you can form your own. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get started with today's episode. Brandy, how's how's it going? (laughs) Snap. Look at that. We're talking at the exact same time. I know. We're we're, we've talked we've been talking for a long time what are we talking about today we're going to get straight into it yeah I think today we're going to talk a little bit about stress and sleep basically two biofeedback markers that I think we talked a little bit about this maybe even the uh, over and underrated um, podcast where people don't really understand the impact that stress has on our body as well as sleep especially on a either a fat loss journey or a, even your health journey just in okay. general right I think yeah. it's just in in general yeah and I mean I want to be very clear on this like Nina and I we're not scientists we're not researchers um, I'm a nutrition coach and she's a self-discovery coach so we are talking like I'm going to be talking basically uh, you know um, all about the stuff that I see within coaching but also what I know about the impact based on, you know, some of the, the educational courses and stuff like that, that I've um, taken. But I think at the end of the day, it's just really important to understand that when you say to somebody you're stressed, pay attention to that. Um, and when you're saying to yourself, Oh man, I'm tired. I, I need some more sleep. Pay attention to that because those are biofeedback markers that somehow or another, your body is telling you, and you, we just simply always ignore. Okay. So when it comes to stress, let's talk like, actually, I'm going to talk about like, um, if you were to be on any type of health and wellness journey, so whether that means you want to improve your performance, you know, add muscle mass, if you just want to, I don't know, just do better in life in general, like your cognitive load needs to be, you know, changing and stuff like that. And then of course your fat loss journey, there's a couple toggles and sleep and, and, uh, stress would be those two and they're usually the top two that I get feedback on that most consistently need to be improved on okay so I would say that for most people if you were to like put yourself on a scale of one to let's say one to five Mina you know one being like the worst stress of your life you can't even manage to a five of like this is if, if I were to call it a perfect day, I feel great. There's nothing that's pressing. I feel like I've been productive. Like you're just going through the motions. If you're constantly measuring yourself on a one or even a two, it's time to pay attention because stress will impact sleep, which of course we're going to talk about. It can impact your reproductive system as a female. It will definitely have an impact on your appetite because it, it, it goes towards that cognitive stuff, Right. And I think that when people say to me, you know, like I'm, I've got, uh, I'm losing self-control or I don't find, like, I feel like I'm a stress eater or whatever. It's, it's, it's looking at the stressors. Right. And then when you look at sleep, sleep has a impact on your cognitive ability to make decisions. I mean, we've all had those days where we're, we're just not on our game. Um, it will definitely have an impact on your appetite regulation it has a huge impact on recovery and performance, but we're not just talking fitness performance. We're talking about life performance. It's executive functioning. Yeah. And there's so many things that happen during sleep, which we can, we'll, we'll cover some of the basics, I think, for, for our listener base. But 
I think it's, at the end of the day, uh, it, it really is the basic stuff, right? Nina? Yeah. Yep. It really is. Like, it's like, okay. So when it comes to stress, the number one thing I always ask somebody is like, where is your stress coming from? Is this an internal stressor or is it an external? So what I mean by internal is like, are there things going on maybe with your gut health? Um, is there, you know, when we look at external stressors, is it your exercise activity? You know, because remember exercise alone, like your actual workouts can be stress. Is it your family? Is it your work life? You know, understanding where the stress is actually coming from is important. Can I add to that? Yes, a hundred percent. But also there are sometimes stress isn't all bad either. So I think, is it worth covering that as part of this? Because movement or ex- like lift, weight, lifting weights, for example, it's a stressor on the body, but it isn't necessarily a negative stressor because you're actually doing something to, you know, to gain strength. Yeah, or to, like, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah, like I, I think there's, there, there's, I think it's called you stress. Yeah. Like, I guess what, what we could say is like stress will have both like what I, I would call enhancing abilities yep. and debilitating abilities. So yep. when we look at stress as an enhancer, it's more like that challenge for your body. Um, it's like looking at your daily stressors as more of a, um, you know, it's like that getting which, out of your comfort zone. Like it's the, yeah, like the, a way in which you can challenge your body. Yeah. So, you know, like your workouts are stressors, but it's a way in which you can challenge your body. Your work-life play can all be external stressors as well, which can challenge your ability to, you know, be a better parent or a better human at work or whatever that might be, right? And to me, those can be very, very beneficial, right? We can take our bodies to a different level that we maybe have never been before. And we can overcome certain things, even with the amount of stress that we put on, you know, both our mind and body. But with, with chronic stress, so the debilitating stuff, that's what can leave us leaving fatigued and not wanting to even get up and function in life and society, right? And of course, that can lead to other things like mental health and stuff like that. But I think that really what it comes down to is being able to understand what those stressors are, because like things like shift work, that's stress, but can you do anything about it? Drinking too, too much caffeine, that can be a stressor. Again, like it's a choice, right? But maybe you're drinking more caffeine because, well, you're not sleeping well. So we have to look at where all these things are coming from. Um, I think for some people, if they get to that exhausted state, it's gone too far, but you can be stressed because it's important to take your stressful situation and utilize it for both a good, good thing, or even maybe a negative thing to understand it better, if that makes sense. Okay. Because I think that sometimes we ignore stress, but we don't understand it, that we lean into that discomfort a little tiny bit that maybe we can challenge it and it can actually change. But if we ignore it, then we don't really, maybe sometimes we don't understand it. So I I do agree with you. I think that there's a, um, I like to like, I I hate giving labels, but I think it's Mm -hmm. a good way to explain it is like good versus bad stressors. Like what's benefiting you, even though it might be considered stress versus not benefiting you. Yeah. Okay. So of course, exercise is the benefit, but too much exactly. and not recovering. Exactly. That's like, I think it's stuff. being careful to, to apply that, that nuance, right? Because that's exactly what you just said. Movement in and of itself, it's a physical stress on the body, but it might not be a mental, you know, you, you might want to do it because it 
of how it makes you feel because of what you're you're training for but then if if it if it goes too far on that continuum or on the spectrum down to a more extreme side then it's you know it might become both a physical stressor and end up being more of a mental stress as well because you're like oh my god I have to train so many times and then you know so I think it's being aware that a lot of these things can you know they almost they can swing either way yeah and like I think that when you look at stress because people don't they don't understand it because they don't identify it is that you know like I said like it can be everything from like not sleeping well to um too much caffeine um it could be shift work a person who travels a lot so you've got jet lag in there and then you look at things like it could be driving like you know you're driving to work in the morning and someone cuts you off and the way that you like it could be anything environmental stuff I think there could be various things that can that can trigger that that stress response but I think too, is like looking at like more than, you know, cause what I deal with mostly is women who would say, well, I'm super stressed at work or I'm super stressed. And I'm like, okay, so what is that stress? So it'll be like, you know, the lack of control they have in their life. It'll be feeling exhausted, um, not sleeping because they're brand new moms. It'll be the relationship that they have with either their children or their spouses or even friends. Um, and then it's the big one, poor diet choices right? So not eating an abundance of nutrient density. And I'm not saying you can't have, but it's the nutrient density side of it that, you know, you're, you're just, you're not fueling your body you're underfeeding yourself. Um, it would be like, even, um, to go a little bit deeper with that, it would be like the meal timing at all. So not being consistent with your food throughout the day, that can be a stressor, not drinking enough. So like, there's just, you know, a lot of things that can impact that. So when we look at stress, we want to manage it so that it doesn't impact your sleep. So for too stressed, we don't shut off and it can ha- impact your ability to fall asleep. Okay. When you're too stressed, so stress in forms of like lack of nutrients, lack of calories in general, too much exercise, um, it can shut off your period, right. For a female. Um, you can have appetite dysregulation. So if we're always in fight or flight, so people often think, well, I I'm a stress eater. Okay, cool. That does exist. That is someone who is basically coping or managing what that trigger is. So that harmful, whatever your brain notices as something like, ah, threat, I can't deal with people use food. But on the flip side, people who are under a a tremendous amount of stress are in fight or flight. And sometimes that's where cortisol plays that role of like, Hey man, if you're running from a tiger, I'm not going to stop and eat. We're just going to shut off your appetite. Cause but why would you, later, right? But I would too. Why would, I would oh, I'm being chased whatever. by a tiger. Uh, well, so I, I always, I use the expression like, you know, with the, the, the I think I actually, I think I call the saber tooth ones, the ones that don't exist anymore, but yeah. it's, you know, it's a mechanism that is that, but actually that's a good point too, though, because it's a, it's a mechanism in our bodies that is, that, that is still from that time, right? When we actually had to run away from things and it was either, you know, we, we freeze, I think is another stress response as well. Yeah. Well, it perceives threats. So it's going to do what it needs to, to survive. And so like, exactly. even when it goes, when we go back to period health, the reason why we lose our periods is because your body's like, well, pump the brakes here, sweetheart. You want to, you don't need to have a baby. You can't feed yourself. You don't have enough nutrients coming in. You're not, you know, like they're so, they're, it yeah. makes sense. But we as humans don't recognize that because we're too, we're too busy. We're pursuing goals that are unrealistic. 
and it becomes something of like, nah, we don't need to because it's just stress. It's just stress, no big deal. But it yeah. does have an impact because your mental energy. So what happens too when we're super, super stressed and we are making these cognitive decisions and we don't have enough food coming in and all these things we're trying to juggle 101 different things, guess what? Your deliberate decision-making skills go out the door. So, okay, you're running from a tiger and cortisol is helping you. Boom. You got a little bit of glucose in that blood. You're great. It's your appetite. Nah, you don't have it. But then you get home and everything that you were worried about, now you start thinking about, you're no longer in fight or flight, you're coming down to some rest and digest, and now the hunger shows up. And now you have no time, like, because you were too busy running from the tiger to even go grocery shopping. So then what happens, you stop at the nearest, you know, uh, fast food joint, or you're making, you know, like you're opening up the glass of the bottle of wine, like these things will start to happen, you, you don't go to the gym now. So your self control goes out the door and instant gratification comes in. That is what stress can do. And so when people often say to me, I'm eating healthy, I'm doing everything right. But then they talk about their stress levels. We go back to that because sure, you might think you're eating right, but you're actually underfeeding your body, which is a stress, you know, and then, you know, and it just, we keep going on and on, but then, okay, now let's jump into the sleep side of things. So you're super stressed and you're not sleeping. It's like, it's just compounding the whole situation, right? So the goal would always to be to be to get seven to nine hours of sleep. And I don't know about you, Nina, but I thrive. Like I can do well on six hours. I'm okay. But seven to eight hours definitely is a sweet spot for me. But I'm also the person who takes time off from the gym. So seven to, to nine hours would be great. But that seven to eight works because I'm not in the gym 24 seven either. Right. So, I mean, I, I think it's really, really important to understand that with sleep comes the added bonus of recovery and recovery is important for productivity in life and in performance in like sport. Um, it's great for the brain. I mean, we need that time. And then of course, for appetite regulation, because there's dysregulation with the lack of sleep. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, the big thing that happens during sleep and REM, no, but du just during sleep in general, aside from, like, bodily functions and recovery, it's also when you, your brain consolidates a lot of your memory and, like, your events from the day, and yeah. most of us, like, it, and it works, it works in cycles, right, and I'm, we're not going into, like, the nitty-gritty science here, but it's usually every one of us goes through a certain number of, of like you have different stages of sleep and we all like they go you go through them in like literally in sequence and then once you complete all four that's a cycle and we usually like seven to nine hours is usually how long it takes for most of us to get three to four of those well it's important cycles. to understand that it's not just quantity it's quality of sleep yeah. So, you know, but you can use things like your Fitbits, your um, Oura Rings, the Whoop and everything to track some of your sleep cycles. They're not going to be hundred percent. Nothing ever is, but it's a really good way to, to kind of like um, understand, because I used to think that if I went to bed at like a certain time of night and then woke up at a certain time of day, it was this many hours, but it really isn't because you do have wake and, and um, I mean, wake hours, I, I mean, on average, I probably am awake for 45 to 45 minutes to an hour. And that takes away from your 
quantity and quality, but at the end of the day, we look at the big picture, we zoom out to see what that looks like, right? So if you toss and turn, if you wake up and you stay awake. So what are the, a couple of the things to, to keep in mind with sleep is that the reason why we don't sleep is, is very, very complex in my opinion. So I don't have a one-stop shop for anybody, but, and I'm not going to talk about supplementation here. What I'm going to say is that you need to develop a, a sleep routine to, and start there, start very basic. Like mm. if you find that you can't shut off, go back to the stressors. So managing stress and sleep at the same time is going to be very effective. So list your stressors, start writing that stuff out, journal that during the day, figure out what some of that stuff is. Start there, do a brain dump and you are going to be good to go. Okay. From that standpoint though, it's like you do that early enough so that your brain is not triggered to want to go back into the thinking process. You want to shut, shut off as many you know, cognitive functions that late at night so that you just want to be like, oh, rest and digest and relaxation mode, right? And you want to do this at a consistent time. So going to bed at the same time every night is ideal and waking up at the same time, regardless if the snoo or if your alarm goes off or not, try not to hit that snooze button. Think of another thing that makes you want to get up in the morning. So instead of saying, I'm so fucking tired, be like, I can't wait to have my pancake or I can't wait to have my cup of coffee because damn, you know, or I can't, I'm excited to get my workout in this morning, get her done. Boom. Right. So having a little bit more of a different mindset around waking. Um, but of course, just having a better routine, there are so many tricks and tips for sleep, but I, I want to just kind of touch on the stress part of it is that we do know that if we're super stressed, um, if you're, and what I mean by super stressed as in like the cognitive load, but also with your body, not having enough energy coming in. So really low calories, there's a small chance that maybe some of your, you know, like two or 3am wake ups are due to a low blood sugar and or cortisol rising, right? Because if it deems a threat. So for some people, and I know this just from my previous years of contest prep and being really, really low calories, plus really low body fat. I was consistently waking up the last probably six to four to six weeks of my, my prep. I was consistently up between two and 3am. And I mean, there was just, there, there was no way there was nothing that could shut my brain off because it wasn't my brain. My body was deeming there was a threat and I was, I was fucking hungry. So, you know, looking at those, they seem like small rocks, but they're actually the big rocks because underfeeding yourself has a negative impact. There's a, there's a time to reduce calories and then there's not right. Um, I think too, of course, there's things that can impact us like our age and hormone production, but I think at the end of the day, understanding that sleep um, primes the body via recovery and it improves insulin sensitivity. So there's always a benefit there. And then it's essential for your own um, hormonal, um, I guess, production. So everything from your, like when we say re uh, recovery, but also just looking at reproductive and your cortisol, your melatonin, like if we can find circadian um, rhythm in there and having a consistent basis on that your sleep patterns will be better. And then with stress, it's just like managing it. So like, like I said earlier is definitely doing a brain dump, figuring out where they're coming from internal and external, and then kind of like listing them based on what, what is beneficial and what is not what's, what's serving you and what's actually taking from you. Cause you can replace some of your stress with actual beneficial stress. So Nina talked about this already, but if you're someone who has a, a like you're really, really over, overwhelmed with everything and you don't exercise, 
take some of the overwhelm, so whatever that might be, and replace it with some walking and or some lifting, um, because that will be beneficial. And as much as it's an external stressor, it will definitely help you. It'll help you in so many different parts of your life. But of course, there's things like meditation and yoga, um, getting a massage. We want to complete the stress cycle, right? So we want to find a way in which to. I was about to jump in. Bring it because I just finished. I just finished. Well, I listened to it, so it's not like I finished reading it. But the book Burnout. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, talks a lot about completing Completing the cycle, the stress cycle, because so many of us don't, right? And then we we kind of we almost stay in that kind of more high higher alert kind of thing. And I think that was a really good a really good um book to listen to so we might dump the we'll include the link in the show notes um, and I don't know if you've got any other resources too but I definitely do recommend you know um well there's a few things I think that I mean obviously you can uh look into any self-help book um I I have the the book burnout as well but I think at the end of the day is just finding a way in which to manage it so yep. it's like like I said like meditation it can be breath work. I mean, we know that that can definitely help because you want to go from a fight or flight to a rest and digest. Journaling definitely helps for some people. Um, I also think that talking it out with some people and, or having a therapist, um, talking through issues and building that, that, um, that self-awareness, I think is important too. So figuring that out, but what's the, the, the key thing here is to understand how it will help manage cortisol in both the in a positive way because it's okay to have high cortisol levels at certain times like it's going to be higher in the the morning and it's going to deplete <laughs> it's us the shit goes part on. of it, waking you up it's part it's of oh fucking k <laughs> to have some okay but understanding that we we you know it impacts the well i mean at the end of the day i mean i can speak I can speak of this because I experienced it, but I, I went through hypothalamic amenorrhea. So the HP axis, it, it was impacted by the external stress I had on my body, which was low energy coming in an extreme amount of energy going out, very low body fat level. So those are all perceived as threats, external threats, internal threats to my body. And so I lost my period for quite some time. And it had everything to do with what my HPA axis was doing. It had, it's not called adrenal fatigue or anything like that. It was just basically, you are stressed the fuck out. You don't need to reproduce. We're going to shut her down. And it's, it is a red flag. And that stress impacted my sleep patterns. So don't ignore them. I think it's really, really important. And, you know, like, I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to add, but I know there's, there's tons of way in which we can, we can manage it. We have to be willing to do that though. It's, I was going to say, I think there's, there's so many different ways that you can address and address both stress stuff in your life or ways that you can improve your sleep. Like you talked about having a nighttime routine you know having a bit of a a ritual of sorts where you can you know you start to wind down or prepare yourself for for sleep but there's so and there's people banding about you know blue light blocking glasses or doing this or doing that and any and all of those things can be awesome but it's also you know maybe one thing I'll add is just figure out one thing of a lot of the stuff that that Brandy suggested in this episode especially as it comes to stress 
you know, maybe it's a pattern interrupt where, you know, you, you, you try and just get outside or you try and just take a minute to breathe or slow your breathing down because that can help in the moment, for example. Or it's the brain dump at night. It's the, you know, like I do that every night. I, I just dump out whatever's in my brain. I do a bit of gratitude practice as well, but I just, if I'm too wired, basically, I just let it all out before I go to bed. But there's so many different things. It's about figuring out which one you want to try out and then just doing that for a week, two weeks and seeing, you know, and, and just starting to do something in, in both of these areas, just picking one thing. Because there's you could buy the gadgets, the Fitbits, the, the sleep, you know, trackers, but even just figuring out where you can make a small change and then giving that yeah, a go because- is a good start. Well, in in the two in this case, one impacts the other. Like it, you have to just choose which one is the those hanging fruit for you. Like, where do you feel like you can make the best improvement, um, and and how that's going to push that needle a little bit further ahead. One last thing that I wanted to add because I didn't really talk about it, but I think it's important because I know that sleep and stress does impact appetite. And often I I'll have people tell me, well, you know, when I'm tired, I overeat. And these are things that you need to be aware of. So yeah, the likelihood of you eating more because there's appetite dysregulation is going to be higher. Your cognitive ability to make better choices has, has been diminished by both your, your sleep patterns being lower, but also too, if you have too much stress going on your cognitive load, then your mental fatigue is already there. So the self-control goes out the door. So some things that you can, you know, definitely use as tools is just to create that awareness around what's going on. Like, where's this coming from? Where's my appetite dysregulation coming from? Why am I craving all this? Why do I feel like I need to eat? You know, ask yourself the question, did I get enough sleep? Am I super stressed? Ask those two questions. So, you know, like look at that big picture, but at the end of the day, it's like, what do you have available? That's going to help you. So going back to the basics, are you eating consistently? Do you have protein on your plate? Are you eating vegetables and fruit? Are you eating foods that are more, you know, creating more of a satiated environment or are you going for the processed? Because remember you are tired. So your brain's looking for something that's going to help it. And it's also fucking bored because it's so tired and it just wants to be awake. So of course, and you're not craving broccoli and freaking salmon steaks. You are craving the cookie, the muffin, the, the Starbucks latte. Okay. The Even though that'll give you the immediate. Yeah. Yeah. And that. if you, every time you do that, guess what? You create a pattern. It's it actually creates quite a predictable. Reward. It's, a, it's yeah. a stimulus response. Yeah. Mechanism. So it's yeah. a predictable pattern and yeah. you have to be, uh, create that awareness because when you start changing the trigger, then you can create a new path for your brain to now follow because you're going to make a different choice. And that reward is still going to be as good. It's not going to be the same, but it will be, it is going to be as good and you're going to be able to manage through that. So that's it for the stress and sleep. Um, anything else you wanted to add? No, no. I think we'll put the, the, today. Yep. We're going to put the link to burnout in the show notes. Cause I think it, it, it's a night it's an, if people want to dive deeper into it a little bit, I think it explains, especially stress. Um, Just don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. Nah. Get some sleep, get some fucking sleep. Move, remove That's, those stressors just do all the things no but no, I, no I think I Figure agree your with shit out. yeah <laughs> anyway we'll see you guys we'll see you we'll hear you we'll we'll talk to you guys next week have a good
thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Two Worlds Collide. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and don't forget to tag us at Two Worlds Collide Pod over on Instagram and follow or subscribe on the podcast app of your choice and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. These small actions allow us to grow a community of listeners who are ready to make up their own minds and it's the best way for others to find us. Chat to you next week.